0: Welcome to Momentum Church. Oh, that cracks me up. Good job on that video, guys. And so, yes, today we're starting a new series called Lane. I'll get there in a second, but being Father's Day, um, I want to say a few things to um, thank you guys for the fathers being here today and all the fathers that are at home. Thank you for all you do to lead your family in the things of the Lord. Um, Speaking of families and kids, in the second service, we'll be honoring graduates. And so um, we'll be doing that in the second service, but I do have a graduate I want to honor. We had one college student graduate, um, and that is Adalie Ray, my daughter, and so I, yeah, now, like, with her, I had no doubts she was going to graduate college, not one bit, KSU, not a bit, you know, Grant graduated, too, from high school, hey, all right, <laughs> Wasn't so sure. No, I'm kidding. No, But we're so proud of Grant, and um, he is adulting well. And so it's just a good. This is a neat Father's Day, just because I'm seeing my kids go into life and all that good stuff. And so I just wanted to say that. Along those lines, I got a couple of neat announcements to make. Being that it's Father's Day, and as fathers, we have children. And I think what happens in ministry here at the campus, you know, when it comes to momentum kids, man, we don't babysit your children. Amen. And we do ministry into your children's lives. And we got some neat announcements. And so with Adelie, five years ago when she graduated high school, that summer she began to be the director of elementary ministries, the, the elementary age of the ministry. So she has done that for the last five years. And upon graduating college on June 1st, she became our children's pastor here at Momentum Church. Yeah. Yeah. And so not only is she now over um, um, elementary, as she was, she is over all of children's ministry. And, you know, obviously that's awesome. And it's been neat to watch her. You know, it's one of those things years ago, we were looking to fill that spot when this lady left us. This is Barbara. She's never left us. She's still one of our main mentors to the children's ministry department. But when Barbara went to work full-time at Orange, we were looking for somebody to fill that spot. And, um, and Sarah came along. And then Sarah, she's been amazing. She got her master's degree, and she works for Ann Crawford, the Ann Crawford Center. And, and so when, Ann, when she was beginning to step away, we needed somebody to fill that role. And, um, and I remember sitting in a board meeting, and Pastor Brantley goes, I know exactly who can fill it. And I was like, who? He said, Adelie Wiseman. And I'm like, I'll recuse myself. You know, I'm dad. You can't ever see your kids and anything bit but your little pookie. She's my pookie, right? She's going to hate that. And so so I got quiet, and all of a sudden, Pastor Corey's like, I, I th- no, I'm against it. And, well, speak your mind, Corey, you know? And he's like, I'm against it because I want her to be on youth staff, you know, the youth team, you know? <laughs> And so then I was just like, oh, this is kind of kind of neat, you know? And so I was like, well, y'all, you know, I usually make those decisions, but you guys helped me make that decision. And so we brought her in in that role five years ago, and she has just been stellar, and many of you have worked under and with her. And so with that, on June 1st, she became um, a part-time staff employee, but she's one of our staff leaders here at the church now. So that's that. The second neat thing is um, when it comes to, if you're a college graduate, if you're, or a high school graduate, you're going into college ministry, that age group... Um, Um, Pastor Corey, our worship leader, um, he is taking um, the leadership role, the staff leadership role, over the young adults as well. So if you're 18 to, I believe it's 25, if you're in that age group, man, I'm telling you, you got some great leadership in Pastor Corey and Zach and those guys. You know who they are. And they're going to be here to help serve your needs as those 18 to 25-year-olds. And so that's exciting. And the final exciting thing along the lines of kids and things is, guess what? Our building update we need to let you know what's going on constructing how we want to know what's going on with the building all right i'll tell you tomorrow morning is the first day of construction come on somebody yeah (laughs) praise the lord so um, it's a 60 day turnaround. We're hoping that everything will be finished by middle of August. And so we will have a, a, an improved student center for the children and for the youth um, in the downstairs. We'll have an improved like they're, they're blowing walls out and they're making an incredible center for um, our junior high junior hires on Sunday mornings, but also it's a multi-purpose room to use for discipleship and classes and all sorts of things. So we're just taking the facility and amping it up to be able to meet the needs of family life and discipleship. Amen? So that's exciting. So those are the things I wanted to bring to bear today. And, um, And as you know, if you will... Spiritual dad of the house, I get to say that, right? as, a, as a, a sense, it makes me really proud of y'all that we were able to, to walk into these next steps um, with the church. So, all right, I want you to open up your Bibles this morning to Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. And with these series right now, with these teachings coming online, you know, everybody at home, we're trying to make these teachings a little bit shorter, okay? Because I know at home we want it to be a little easier for you. And can I tell you guys something? Everybody always tells me, Ross... One week does not make a trend, all right? But I want you to look in this room, okay? For our plan, this is full. Second service will be just, if not more. Last week, it was the same way. And here's what's amazing, guys. With the amount of people that were on campus last week, our viewership during the online service, like the actual time of the service, it never diminished. It was the same as it's been. And so I told the guys, I said, well, with everybody on campus and that viewership, I think we grew during COVID. Come on, somebody. Yeah, COVID couldn't get us down, and um, and then everybody always reminds me, Pastor, Pastor, one week doesn't make a trend. It does when you're moving in faith. (laughs) Yes, it does. So, so we, I just welcome you to the growing church of Momentum Church. It has grown every week. So, this week we're gonna get started with this series we're calling Lame. And, um, and, and when you think of Lame, um, last Sunday I told you guys that I was gonna go skateboarding with Auburn and Grant. And I did. I went skateboarding for a couple hours, and look, I'm walking. Today. <laughs> oh, I'm walking today. But um it was funny. I, I hit this bowl and um and I went up and came back around and and and, and Grant was like, dang, you, you just see it on his face, just all impressed by 47-year-old dad hitting up this bowl, coming up this wall, and coming back. And I mean when I say I hit this bowl, I didn't go that far up it, maybe four feet up in it, you know. It's about a 10-foot-high bowl. And um, well then Amy's walking toward me, and I'm 47, but I started trying to get her to like me when I was about 13 right that's still in there so she's coming and i'm like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna go up i'm gonna ride the wall i'm gonna get up (laughs) I'm, i'm going and and i get up this wall and you know 225 pounds you like 155 pounds when i used to skate a lot it goes sideways it stays sideways on the wall 225 pounds it goes sideways it slides down the wall if you're not going fast enough so i get up sideways. And I bite it hard right in front of my girl, you know? It wasn't a few minutes later, I mean, I'm like, okay, there's a quarter pipe, and I'm like, I'm gonna jump off the edge of this quarter pipe. And I, I jump off the edge of this quarter pipe, I land, I end up going backwards one day, I'm like, that was smooth, Dad still's got it, right? Grant's there, ooh, Dad. Amy comes by, she gets, it's her. And, and I, I, I'm gonna show her, this is gonna surprise her, I'm gonna jump off the side of this quarter pipe again. And I'm, I, I killed myself. You know, And then finally, one last time, I'm by myself, kind of licking my wounds, if you will, and I'm thinking, i got to prove to me that I still have it, right? And, um, and I went to Ollie down this one stair. I wanted to say stairs, but that would be a lie. It was a, it's, I guess it's not a stair if it's one, <laughs> a curb, <laughs> you know? And, um, and I don't I really don't know what happened. I, I still, to this moment, I don't, I just, all I know is I am splayed. That's the best word I can use. You don't use that word often. But this is what my body did. It was said splayed. I'm splayed out. My knee, my pants are ripped. I've got a, a ras no a strawberry on my knee this big. And then Monday I show up at work, and um and I and I have one of my my hiking sticks, and because I couldn't get my legs to go down the stair, I was lame. I and all day for like two days, my my quads. You know this is not a natural position. And this is the position you're in skating the whole time. So my quads are killing me, my ankle, my knee. I'm like, oh, my word. And so all I'm getting at is, there's a few definitions of the word lame, and I was, all, and I was about all of these at the beginning of the week. One is marked by stiffness and soreness. Okay, that's one. Another is having a limb so disabled as to impair freedom of movement. Don't miss that one. Having something so disabled in your life that it impairs freedom of movement. I was not in control in a lot of ways those first few days of the week, all right? Go take a step down a step, and you kind of, wow, you feel it give. And I just, it was, I was a little bit lame those first few few days, rather. It's the same way. I don't know what you're going through in life, but there's some things in life that you might be in here, Dad, And you feel disabled and you feel as if you've had some impairment to that freedom. You want to walk in more, but something's holding you back. And you may feel like there's a little bit of lameness going on in certain areas of your life, you know. I don't know what that might be. But you may feel that way. Another definition of lame is to be made weak or ineffective. Weak or ineffective. And what the Lord began to lay on my heart is when it comes to the Christian church, when it comes to us, all right, especially, I hate, I'm not, I'm not slamming on America, I'm just saying that that, that that there's folks in other parts of the world that, that still get persecuted for their faith, resoundingly, okay? And, and, and sometimes as a Christian, it's a little bit easy in our world, but all I'm saying is when it comes to... Us, as Christians, the enemy of our heart would love to cripple our faith. Yeah, he would. He would love to come and make it weak and ineffective. He would love to come and impair our freedom in our faith. He would love to come and and cause pain and frustration. How many, be honest, in the last six months, when it came to your Christian walk, there was some pain and frustration. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the enemy would love for us to just throw it all away. It's, I'm done. I'm done. I quit, you know? Maybe, maybe when it comes to um, 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 our, our, our world and even us as a church, the enemy would love to cripple our identity. The enemy would love to come in and cripple relationships. It's just the work of the enemy. He wants to take the feet out of people. He wants to knock you off your game so that you'll be ineffective and weak, We can see, if you will, the crippling of our culture in so many ways. Amen? It's broken. I'll talk a little bit more about that next week. But there's a brokenness in our culture, and the enemy is loving it. He's loving the brokenness in our culture. And then when it comes to the church, a crippling of the church. The enemy would love to come in and cause it to be weak or ineffective or not to be able to move in the freedoms that we're supposed to move in. And he would love to come and bring a laming or a crippling to the church. And you know, we as a church, we have faced a bunch. Yeah, we have. But can I just say something real quick in here? Oh, Satan, you've messed with the wrong church. Amen? And as a dad of your home, I want you to get that mindset. Oh, Satan, you've messed with the wrong daddy. Mm -mm. You've you've messed with the wrong father and have a mindset that you're not only going to be healed in the things of Jesus, but you're going to rise up and you're going to walk in and after the Holy Spirit. This whole series, I'm going to keep coming back to this walking after the Holy Spirit, walking after the Holy Spirit. Because guess what? Pastor will let you down. Church will let you down. Friendships. You had friendships that you thought would always be there. Christian brothers in the Lord, you thought would be there. And they've left you down. They've let you down, you know. And at times that can cause you to kind of walk with the limp a little bit, you know, to be a little bit lame and, and you wonder why. And you kind of may even feel like you feel like you want to quit a little bit. But man, when you walk and you rise up and you walk after the Holy Spirit, he will never let you down something begins to happen. And so that's what I kind of want to look at today. In Matthew chapter nine, we see a story about Jesus getting into a boat. It says that he crossed over and he came to his own city and behold, some people brought to him a paralytic line. They would have had to Somebody whose body isn't working. And this man is lying on the bed. They would have had to carry him. He couldn't carry himself. This man's limbs, I'm not sure exactly what was wrong with him, but he was paralyzed. He was crippled. And I got to thinking about that, especially as men. We've got to be careful of this because physically, often we can be really strong. You know, Chaz and I, we were, we were doing the, 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 the march on Friday together, the one race march. And man, Chaz, you're a formidable fellow. Yes, you are. And, um, and I loved having Chaz because there was a lot of sunlight and I just got shade. I just stood by him. I just, just stood. I stood by, but I'm thankful for Chaz because he's not only formidable in size, I mean, you're formidable in the things of the Spirit. Yeah, you are, you know, goes after God, goes after reaching people's lives, goes after serving the Lord faithfully, walks after the Spirit, wants to sense the moving of the Holy Spirit and his leading so that he can speak out of that. I love that, you know, but <clears throat> listen, a lot of us as men, and there's probably times in your life, I know there's been times in mine where I've been crippled in my soul. I've been crippled, I've been lame, I've been ineffective, maybe injured, whatever you want to call it, and I have been crippled in my soul, and, 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 and with that, things don't feel as if I have that same mile of freedom, that I want to move into. And so it's a crippled soul that is full of anger. Just get that, okay? If, you, if you're full of rage all the time, always looking for a fight, it is a crippled soul that is full of anger. It's a soul that is paralyzed, unable to see relationships made well. Sir, listen, if that's you, you're just crippled. That's all. You're broke. You're lame. But before we finish, we're going to see Jesus can heal that crippledness. Amen? It's a crippled soul that 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 is gripped by by lust or substance abuse. And when I tie those two together, do you know why I tie those two together? Because they should go together. Lust, you're addicted to the endorphin drop. That's a substance. That's a substance your body creates, but you're addicted, you're addicted to the endorphin drop. You're, there's something your body needs to have that boost. And so whether it's alcohol, whether it's cocaine, whether it's heroin, or whether it's, it's, it's a girl, it doesn't matter, that, that idea of lust and substances. Many people at times can become crippled in their soul because of that, and they feel paralyzed, unable to break free from the addictions and life-controlling substances that they have in their life. But I'm so thankful, and and, I want to be really, I want to be transparent. Is that cool? Can I just have some men in the house, if there's been a time in your life that God helped you break free from any of that kind of stuff, okay, can you give a big roar in here, amen? Woo! Amen, amen, amen. All right? So... Man, you're like going, oh, man, all these people struggling with lust and substance abuse. You know what they call people like that? Men. Okay? I'm serious. At some point, those things come. But, man, God has called us to rise up healed and not to be crippled and to walk paralyzed by always wanting what you don't have. You can't even enjoy the wife that you have, or you can't even enjoy the house that you have, or you can't even enjoy the car that you have. You can't enjoy the job you have. You can't enjoy the church you go to. You can't enjoy it because you're always thinking it might be better. It might be greener on the other side. You're always looking, always looking. Man, that cripples us. That's envy. Or maybe on the other side, you're crippled by greed. And what paralyzes you, it's not being paralyzed by what you don't have. It's being par- paralyzed by all that you do have, and you won't give up any of it. And so you're paralyzed by, by greed, amen? All I'm getting at is there is in every one of us, especially us men, the ability if we're not careful to live life crippled. But on the outside, we can look so put together. On the outside, we can look strong. On the outside, but on the inside, we know, in the quietness of our own heart, we know that there is weakness, there is frustration, and there is a crippling or a laming at times in our life. And so what I love... <coughs> is we're not alone. Jesus he came looking for this man. I love it. And getting into a boat, he crossed over and came to his own city. Don't you know Jesus knew that he was going to engage people that day that were crippled in their heart, if not in their body. He knew this. And behold, some people brought to him a paralytic, lying on a bed, and when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, "Take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven." And behold, some of the scribes said to themselves, "This man is blasphemy." But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, "Why you think evil in your heart? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to both forgive sins and to heal, he said to the paralytic, Rise, pick up your bed, and go home. I don't think it's an accident that he ties physical sickness, if you will, To spiritual sickness. I don't think he was just showing them only that I have power over sin and over the body. I think he was letting us understand that our flesh is part of our disease. What we have, who we are at the core, that original, that flesh that we have in this world that was corrupted by sin, it's part of the sickness. And so we can't just ask for physical healing. We got to ask for soul healing, We've got to ask for spiritual healing as well. Flesh, Our flesh has been injured by, the original, by original sin, and left to its own, it will always cripple you. And that's what's so beautiful, though. God doesn't leave us to our own. Amen? He calls us into relationship with him. He calls us into relationship with brothers and sisters in the Lord. We're not left just to our own, but left to our own? Oh, my word. And that's one of the reasons why when people go through stuff, the enemy loves to get you separated from the church. I'm not saying momentum, I'm saying the big C, just the church in general. You know, well, they won't understand. Those friends of mine, you know, that they always have everything put together and when they look at me and, and however it is, the enemy just loves to get you separated out here on your own. So that flesh has been injured by original sin, and if we're left on our own, over time, we will start to be crippled by that. So Jesus is revealing that healing is available, not just for your physical body, but he is, healing is available for everything that tries to cripple you. Amen? And gentlemen, I'm just going to tell you right now, as fathers today on Father's Day, it is your day for a miracle. Amen? It's your day for healing. I don't know what that healing might look like, relational, financial. It may look emotional. It, it may be something some as the day of, I don't know what it might be, but I'm telling you right now, in the name of Jesus, Father's Day 2020 is the day of healing for your heart. Amen? You've got some praise in here. Amen? Some praise and agreement. Amen? Amen? Well I want and that's important and I, can I I'm 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 really going to challenge you guys this year. I've been telling you this is a year of discipleship and development. We just didn't know it was going to take a virus to get us there, okay? But but it is and um but I want to challenge us this year to be a people that start to rise up in faith even in the house, all right? When we begin to speak things, man, to be able to declare with our mouth, begin to speak. Speak words of hope and life. And when you're preaching and God, like I'm just saying, when when pastor starts to say something about God's about to touch somebody, you start to apply your faith to that. Yes, he is. You start to believe that right here in this house, God's about to do a miracle work in some people's lives today, man. Yeah. And that's important because getting into the boat, he crossed over. Behold, some people brought him to a paralytic lying on the bed. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic. It wasn't the paralytic's faith. There's people in here today. Listen, if you've come in here today and you can't believe for yourself, I'm so glad you're here. I'm serious. How many's ever been there before? You may be able to believe for somebody else, but I can't believe for me for victory. I can't believe for me for healing. I can't believe for me for you know what I mean? And that's what church is all about. You know, God saw those people's faith. And so I just want us to be always mindful that we're the church. When we come together like this, there's an atmosphere here. God's doing something here. You're not just walking in to hear a sermon. You're not just coming in just to lift up the praise to God. We come here for more of God, but we come here also more from God. Amen? We do. And then more for God. But that more from God, man, when we come here, we can come expecting God to do something collectively as his people. And they had faith to believe for this. And so Jesus begins to minister, and it was a quick work of ministry. In Matthew 9, verse 6 and 7, he just looked to the man. He said, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And I love it. so simple. And he rose, and he went home. That's how it ought to be, right? And, and when I think of this, I just want to say it this way. Once healed, walk. Do you hear me, man? Once healed, Walk, Yeah, but, but I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I wanted to stay in bed on Monday. I got up knowing people were going to laugh at me. Guess what my staff did? They did. Okay? I, they really did. But I knew if I didn't walk, the lactic acid wasn't going to work its way out of my muscles. And I was going to show up here and have a whole lot more of y'all laughing at me on Sunday. I had to get this stuff figured out, right? Yeah. Once healed, Walk. But what if I stumble? What if? David said, a righteous man falls six, but on the seventh time. Gentlemen, I'm telling you right now, you may feel like you have fallen six times, but your seventh time is today. Whoo! It's today. All right? It's, It's not in the stumbling. It's in the getting back up. That's what's so powerful. And he just looks, he says, pick up your bag and walk. Once healed, walk. You know what that is? That's called responsibility. And I'm tired of men not being responsible. I'm just being honest, but we should be responsible. Making excuses and, and all sorts. No, no. We are not perfect, but we should be responsible. I'm not going to blame anybody else for my walk. I'm not going to blame anybody else for my growth. I'm not going to blame anybody else or or my lack of growth. It's on me. Jesus has done everything for me to walk in righteousness. He's done everything for me to rise up out of the pit. He's done everything. He has healed me, and then he says, walk. Walk. So now as a man, it's my responsibility to begin to put feet in front of feet or foot in front of foot and begin to walk. Why is that so important? Galatians 5 tells us, let's look at this scripture. Walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. You remember what I was telling you? In our flesh, there's a crippling. It's just that original sin. And left undone like lactic acid, it'll build up and build up and build up in your body to the point where you are, are, are cramping, you're sore. you can't do anything, you're weak, you're stiff, you can't, you can't act and move. You know, can I just say this, men? God wants you to be a prophetic firebrand in your life. And you may, you may sell cars, but while you're selling cars in the middle of it, somebody's going to come in with a knee, and you're walking in responsibility, and you have a thus saith the, the Lord of God to be able to speak to them. You have something in you to bring life to them. Amen? Yeah. But, but, but if we're not rising up, if we're just constantly setting back, being satisfied with our crippled nature, man, we're going to miss it all. is I believe men ought to be leading in those environments and you lead through the Holy Spirit so walk after the Spirit and you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh for the desires of the flesh they are against the Holy Spirit and the desires of the Holy Spirit are against the flesh for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do I know as men we want to do right but if you're led by the Spirit you're not under the law now the works of the flesh are evident and it just gives a whole list a whole list so big that we couldn't even put it on one screen all right we got two two slides for this all right so it goes on it says sexual immorality impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divi- you know, I, I'm reading this list, and I'm thinking, man, we're not, any of us are going to get out of this, you know, like, like, every one of us is in here at some point, but, but, but God, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, yes, but you have original sin in your life, you know, that whole flesh, and you're going to be crippled in some things if you don't give it to me, you're not going to walk if you don't give it to me. And then it goes on, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you as I warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, I told you last week, when I talk about the kingdom, I think in the future, but I think now. There's things God wants us to be kingdom-minded and kingdom-builders. He wants his, his, his righteous joy and peace in the Holy Spirit to be a part of our lives right here today. And so here, toward the end of my life, I get moving in kingdom things. And you may say, well, that's okay, because as long as toward the end of my life I get it square and I get to heaven, well, great. I'm happy you get to spend eternity in heaven. But you lost out on all this kingdom expression for years and years and years because you wouldn't pick up your mat and walk. You know? And, and, And guess what I believe Jesus will do with our little sweet, sorry selves? He'll come on, come on in. He's, I mean, I, he's such a good God of grace. I'm not, I'm not sitting here preaching hellfire and brimstone to you. I'm saying right now, right here in this world, he needs us as men to recognize our brokenness, To rise up, not in perfection, but to pick up that man and begin to walk. Begin to be responsible. What's it look like to walk after the Holy Spirit? Well, he tells us it's the fruit of the Spirit. It's love. It's joy. It's peace. It's patience. It's goodness. It's faithfulness. It's gentleness. It's self-control. And against such, there's no law. Also, you can look in 1 Corinthians 12 at the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I just spent eight weeks. I'm going to have one more week this Wednesday night teaching on my Facebook all about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He wants those for us today. Amen? Amen? I'm going to be teaching more about that this year. And so all those things at play, God wants those things in our life. And those who belong to Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, here it is, let us keep in step with the Spirit. The enemy of our heart is trying to lame us. But God wants his people to rise up in kingdom power and responsibility and walk after his spirit. In other words, keeping in step. The Greek word is stoikamen. It just means to stay in step, to stay in rhythm. That's all. And you know what? I can't be perfect. I get that. But Jesus, I can keep walking after you. I, I keep striving after you. You said that I'm healed, and I am. On the day you saved me, positionally, I went from guilty to innocent. Do you guys know that? There's not one thing against you, sir. From, you went from guilty positionally. You went from guilty to innocent in that moment. God looks at that mess that you think is your life, and all he sees is Jesus. But then every day I wake up holding that mat in my hand saying, hey, I'm walking after you, Holy Spirit. I'm going after you. And progressively I'm growing into that image of Jesus. I mean, like that that, that thing that's stamped on me. This is God's approval, and I'm living up under that. And not like a father that you can never do enough for. No, no, no. This father cheers you on the whole way. Is that neat? This father, you, you go like this to grab the ball, and it goes between your legs. And God's just like, oh, he's so cute. I love that kid, and then, but, but then he's like, run, get the ball, and so you're running, you're grabbing it, you're not giving up, you're walking after the spirit of God. Is that neat? Yeah. Amen. And so we want to walk after the Holy Spirit. We keep in step with you. Lay something at the altar. Time once healed, walk. Once you've become saved, once you lay something at the altar, maybe you're going through some sin right now, and you lay it at an altar. Once that happens, walk. But what if I struggle tomorrow? What if you do? Walk after his spirit. Keep going. Keep moving forward after his spirit. We have to become men of the spirit if we're going to rise above our flesh. We have to. And the remainder of this year, so many different times, I want to begin to lead our body in understanding what it means. We can't have development and discipleship in our life, okay, if we don't understand the moving of the Holy Spirit in our life. We've got to walk. We can't not be lame just because we don't want to be lame. No, no, no. We cannot be being crippled because we start to walk after the Holy Spirit. And I'm just going to tell you, my dad is such a great example of this. And I'm going to close with this. My dad was raised in a pretty, pretty violent home. You know, his father was extremely rough. And with that, that just kind of got in my dad as well. And I won't go really long into the story, but as a little boy, I saw horrible things. You know, horrible things. Experienced horrible things. And then Jesus saved my dad. And dad began to grow. And guess what? I still saw horrible things. Experienced horrible things. My dad's story wasn't a story overnight. And then one day at a Pentecostal church service, at a revival service, he got prayed for, and um, man, the power of the Holy Spirit touched him. And he began to walk after the Spirit. It wasn't that he just was thankful for his salvation anymore. He began to say, "What does it look like to be a kingdom type man? What's it look like to walk after the Spirit? To rise up in the Spirit and let the Holy Spirit do a work in my flesh?" And man, I got a new dad but pastor, you should have had a new dad when he got saved. I I agree. (laughs) And I believe he would have went to heaven in all his ugliness. I really do. There was a day when deliverance began in my dad's life and anger began to be pushed down and the violence I grew up under began to stop. And it wasn't overnight even then. That's why I love my dad. His story from about 10 years old in my life to probably about 11 or 12, about a two, three year journey, I saw my dad completely change. My dad is the most domesticated, (laughs) sweet little old guy. You know, my mother's blown away by who this man is. The first 18 years of their marriage was hell. No other way to put it. That's not who my dad is anymore, amen? Why? He made a decision to walk after the Holy Spirit. Guys, I want you to stand to your feet. Just the men in the house, stand to your feet. If you want to make a decision to walk after the Holy Spirit, here's what Jesus said to that man. Rise, pick up your bed, and walk. Or rise, pick up your bed and go home. COVID. But if you can go home, I want to encourage you guys, if you want to walk after the Spirit. I know we're we're in COVID, but if you can start far over by this wall and just line yourself up around this corner, this right here, as much as you can and down these halls. I just want you to walk is what it is. I want you to walk. So just, just, just all across this altar, all the way left to right, kind of spread out, kind of spread out. Look at this, guys. Just face me up this way. And we're just gonna close with prayer with you guys. I'm just having you walk, okay? And it's just that walk, that decision saying, hey, I'm not perfect. These legs under me might feel real new today, but I'm willing to walk. How many's willing to walk, amen, to go after the things of the Holy Spirit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. And here's what it says. I'm going to give you a picture of what it looks like. Because a lot of times I can say I want you to walk, but I don't give you the example, right? He says it right here. He puts it in here, what it looks like. He says, rise, pick up your bed. And he goes, go home. You hear that? My challenge to you as men, in the midst of your paralytic condition, in faith, rise and pick up your bed and then go home. Say that. Say, go home. What do you mean, Pastor? The home is where you abide. Right? Isn't that, isn't that what your home is? It's where you abide. It's where you spend your time. So when it comes to where you spend your time, are you going home? Or are you going further because of flesh out to a place where deeper crippling can take place? I want to challenge you. Go home. Get to that place where you abide. God says we're supposed to abide in the shelter of the Almighty. We're supposed to abide in the presence of the Lord. We're supposed to abide in His counsel. We're supposed to abide in His word. We're supposed to abide in His house. We're supposed to abide in fellowship. We're supposed to abide. Does that make sense? And every time our nature begins to pull us away from that place of home, that place of abiding, that's when the crippling starts, isn't it? I know it is in my life. When I begin to distance myself from Amy, the crippling starts. Because I'm supposed to abide with my wife and fellowship with Jesus. When I start to distance myself from my staff, that's when the crippling starts. When I start to distance myself, I get angry at you people sometimes. You know that? But guess what? I start to be angry once in a while. Not, not, not everybody. I like Chris. But, but guess what? If I start to separate, that's where the crippling starts. And so my challenge to you today, turn your eyes upon Jesus, amen, and abide. Don't get too far from where you're supposed to abide man. Don't get too far. You get too far from where you're supposed to abide, and you'll find yourself paralyzed and missing out on God's best for your life. And so if you would, as we close, just in submission to him, go like this. And I don't know what it might look like. I don't know what your mat looks like. I don't know what your, your, your condition looks like, what you're going through. And I don't believe every single person, you know, you all going to go home going, thank you, pastor. Made me look like a complete reprobate to my wife. No. <laughs> every one of us, that flesh every one of us, it rises up, doesn't it? Whatever that might look like, every story's different. But I can tell you this, the solution is the same. The enemy doesn't matter how he gets us. But the solution is the same. We embrace the healing of Jesus that he gives to us. And then we every day abide. Every day we lean in. Jesus, right now, you see my friends. And God, I just ask as the men of this church that you would help us, Lord God, to, to have confidence and faith that when you say rise, that we would. That we would know, God, today's the day I get up underneath my feet and my legs again. And today's the day I pick up my mat and I walk after you. And Lord God, as they do that, I believe there's going to be some deliverance. I believe there's going to be some victory. I believe there's going to be some healing, Jesus. I believe you're going to change identities. You're going to change relationships. You're going to change cultures in homes and in work environments, God. As these men... After your heart, abide in you. And now that place of abiding in your kingdom, Lord, they become kingdom agents wherever they go. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Gentlemen, give God a big praise. Thanks for joining us for this week's message. For more information, please check out www.momentumchurch.tv.